I invite you to have a seat. And as you're doing that, I'll remind you that uh, we've had a focus for the sermons for the last couple of weeks, specific to sort of our place in life and in the world right now in the midst of this pandemic, but looking for lessons to be learned as we go through this. And we started with the fact that we're learning the lesson to be patient. Now, maybe these aren't new lessons that we're learning, it's being reminded of things, but uh, we're learning is to be patient so that you know the next time you're on hold or waiting or you're not getting that answer as quickly as you are accustomed to or you would like you know what what is there in that moment that maybe God is showing you or opening up for you so be patient there's a lesson we're learning last week we didn't And I made mention on that topic of being teachable, being a student, a disciple of Jesus, and uh, his seminal work on the subject that is a long obedience in the same direction. I mentioned that work, and that there's also a companion study guide that goes with that. It's like four lessons, very easy. But if you're looking for something uh, to guide a discussion with other folks that you'd like or just what it means to follow Jesus I mean I highly recommend that as something to start with and if you've got a group that you get together with and you have conversation about faith I recommend it to you if you don't and you'd like to get one together you're thinking that's something I'd like to spend some time on I highly recommend looking around this congregation or get in touch with Linda King on our staff and uh, she can help you but the lesson for us to learn I've I would like to offer this morning out of the, this pandemic, our next lesson is to be compassionate. I think we're seeing all kinds of opportunities, even necessities, for us to be compassionate with one another. To have care and concern for the other for the people around us. And I think things are bubbling up in the midst of this pandemic that aren't just individual or personal, but they are corporate, even worldwide considerations that we're taking on. And there's a place for us to be compassionate in the midst of them. Just even access to COVID testing and and to the vaccine. And access then to good quality, affordable health care all over the world. This is something that we're dealing with and addressing right now. The impact of the pandemic on our economy has brought to light considerations about what is a living wage and what does it mean to earn one and be provided one. And what's the role of compassion in that conversation? Or who gets to vote and 
Who is deserving and worthy of the opportunities and the effort to be able to participate in our democracy? All of these are places where our compassion is being called on. And if I could speak plain for just a second, in this day and age where we are so fast to take a stand or to fight for a belief or to rally the troops, oh, that we at least, the Christians among us, would be just as compassionate as we are passionate. And what we're finding, I believe, in the midst of all this is that this pandemic is serving as sort of a great equalizer. It's putting us all through the ringer, regardless of station or situation in life. Some more than others, and it's calling us to consider who we are together as humanity. And to consider that we live on a level playing field, and what does that mean? In fact, the scripture makes reference to that all the time that all of us all of creation have value and worth in the eyes of God just the same in one place in particular I'm going to read in just a minute from Colossians chapter 3 and I'm going to read verses 12 through 14 but verse 11 as Paul is writing to the church in Colossae he's telling them about this change that happens in your life when you follow Jesus as a student as a disciple of Christ that you're remade into the image of Jesus and then in verse 11 he says and in this image then there is no distinction between us there is no Greek or Jew there's no uncircumcised or circumcised there's no barbarian or Scythian there's no differentiation among us male and female but Christ is in all things and in all people Paul levels the field and into that level field Paul gives us a vision for compassion so I want to read that I'm going to read from Colossians chapter 3 Verses 12 through 14. Would you hear the word of God for us? Therefore, as God's choice, holy and loved, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Be tolerant with each other. And if someone has a complaint against anyone, forgive each other. As the Lord forgave you, so also forgive each other. And over all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I don't know if you ever did this when you were a child. Did you ever dress up in your parents' clothes? Did you? I, I, I did. I, I kind of remember. I don't remember as much doing it as I do the pictures of me doing it. And, and my kids have done it a little bit, you know, over the years. Even if you didn't do it or, or your kids haven't done it, 
you know what I'm talking about, right? When the kid goes into the closet, parents' closet, and pulls out, you know, whether it's their suit or dress or whatever. And I mean, I'll be honest with you, I, I dressed up like my dad at times, dressed up like my mom at times, I just helped myself to the closet. And, you know, these are the people that show you what life is like. And so you dress up like them. You want to look like them. You want to feel like them. And you put on those clothes and they're too many sizes too big, right? And they just sort of hang off of you and it's a little bit odd fitting, but, you know, you... you sort of figure it out and learn how you can shuffle and move around and and then not only are you dressed like them but then you start to want to act like them and and be who they are and do what they do you want to be like your parents I so I would put on my dad's coat and tie as best I could and you know wander around and sell chewing gum because that, that's what my dad did <laughs> he worked for Wrigley's for a long time and I mean big red I sold a lot of big red <laughs> imaginarily dressed up like my that you know and and you figure it out and I, I love that that's the image that Paul uses for Christians to be compassionate when he says put on compassion literally wear it And then he, he names the rest of the outfit, you know, that matches so well. Things like kindness and gentleness and patience and forgiveness and above it all, love. I mean, you can just, can't you just envision putting on these pieces of the outfit that we would dress up in? To be like Christ. You know, one of the commentaries that I was reading about this passage pointed out that in here, Paul is giving us this sense that it is in the putting on of these things, it is in the wearing of them, it is in the doing of them, the being, the living of them, that we are shaped and formed into who we were created to be. And our belief even, our faith is shaped informed because there's a sense sometimes that what you believe then will shape how you behave and there's also the sense sometimes that how you behave will shape what you believe but as you choose compassion and kindness and gentleness and love that you'll be shaped and formed in that way just like putting on a coat will make me warm And so Paul invites the followers of Jesus to put on compassion and all the things that we would wear with it. I'm so thankful that Paul names with forgiveness, put on then forgiveness and forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. It's at this moment that Paul invokes for us the understanding that we put these things on to wear them and to be them because we have received them. Because Christ has forgiven you. Because you and I have received and experienced the compassion, kindness, patience, gentleness of God and Jesus that we are able to put them on and to wear them and to live that way. Oh, if you have ever felt the weight of the world or of life, 
your own brokenness weighing you down. And then you felt the wind of the Holy Spirit of God in the person of Jesus lifting you up so that you could stand as a child of God in this world then you've known the compassion of Jesus for you that you could then pick up and put on and wear for the world so that we could then be compassionate people and have care and concern for the situation and station of others where we would allow our wants, needs, and expectations of others to take a back seat for their need. And then truly, in compassion, make a loving difference in the life of someone around us. Now is the time. Now is the moment in our world, in our neighborhood, in Shambly, in our homes, where we need compassion, the compassion of Christ. And hey, sometimes those compassion clothes fit a little bit better than others. Sometimes we feel right at home in them, and sometimes we're not sure how to do that. Right? Like sometimes maybe those clothes fit better for you with your kids than with your spouse, or other way around. Or maybe they fit better for you with your customers than your coworkers. Or they fit better for you with somebody who lives on the other side of the world than the guy that lives next door to you. Or maybe they fit better for you with somebody who's like you, thinks like you, looks like you, than with somebody who doesn't. And remember the, the verse before, verse 11, what we read? Remember how Paul calls us in the image of Christ to know that we are all the same? That we are all on equal footing. This great equalizer we're experiencing in the pandemic actually came to us in the person of Jesus Christ that would tell us we are all worthy of God's compassionate love and we are all worthy of one another's compassionate love. And we are all able by the power of God's Holy Spirit to be compassionate. I thank God for the acts of compassion that I've experienced in this congregation over the last couple of years. I mean, just, sure, trying to be a pastor during a pandemic, anybody who's tried to do their job during this time knows how difficult it's been. But I'll add to it, going through a divorce and figuring out how to be a single parent 
and then falling in love and getting married and figuring out how to blend two families together. That's been a lot. And I'm thankful for the acts of compassion that I've seen and received in this church. Our compassion makes a difference. And you know what? It doesn't just make a difference in the lives of the people around us. Now there's more truth and beauty to this because when we are compassionate, it makes a difference in us. This is something that we know from the scriptures that we've known for thousands of years. I find it very interesting that even now uh, the business world is catching up to this. I read an article, this pre-pandemic just a couple of years ago in the Harvard Business Review where they interviewed several executives from, from across different industries and sizes of companies and they interviewed them specifically about burnout at work. And I, I would say this applies to just life in general. About being burnt out. Got nothing left to give. And what they found in the study of all the executives that responded, those who responded in the most healthy way, in other words, were experiencing the least amount of stress and anxiety and burnout at work, over 90% of them also scored very high in the emotional intelligence area of empathy. Which I would say empathy is just compassion in action. They found that those who were least likely to be experiencing burnout at work were the ones who were the most empathetic and compassionate toward the people around them. And I mean, the article explains some things like when you're attentive to the needs and concerns of the people around you, you're less likely to get so caught up and worried about your own and let those overwhelm you. It also pointed out some physiological things that happen in us in our nervous system when we engage the part of us that is attentive and caring for others versus the one that gets worried about our own things that things actually happen chemically inside of us and and then it went on to offer a couple of tips in the article about how to be more empathetic more compassionate and again it's great to see and hear that in the business world the things that are referred to in there I think come right out of our faith the first thing it says is is to have self-compassion be compassionate for yourself be kind to yourself I would say we receive that in God from Christ that compassion for ourselves that we can give ourselves some grace and it says related to that then is, is don't overwork don't don't wear yourself out at work trying to get it all done and do a little bit more and gain a little bit more and achieve a little bit more. But have some self-compassion. I would say the way we practice that is build some margin in your life. Don't run yourself to the wall all day, every day. Even Jesus knew this. He would take time away. When the crowds of people would gather around, we read about Jesus slipping off by himself into the garden or up to the mountainside. Build some margin into your life. Because it's when we have that margin, then we've got space and a moment to breathe and to notice and pay attention to the people around us, to the needs around us, to somebody who might be hurting and opportunities that might be there for us to be compassionate, to act on that. And then the other thing that it said is to develop the relationships in your company. Get to know the people that you work with. On a personal level, 
get to know them so that then you might know about their lives and their situation and their families or their concerns or their hopes or their dreams. And, and, and in that getting to know them then, you will have the opportunity and even the desire to be a little bit more empathetic and compassionate. And I would say we know that in our faith, that God has called us to share this life together, created us for that, created us for relationships of caring and concern and compassion. And man, we're being reminded of that right now in the midst of this pandemic, that we need each other. That we need to spend time with one another. If it can't be in person, face to face, we can make use of the technology to try to do it. It's a substitute. It's not the same, but it may get us through a season. Or it may be a way for you to connect and at least get a foot in the door and then figure out, oh wow, these people aren't as weird as I thought they were. Or, or maybe they are. Maybe they are, and that's fine. That works. It fits. Right? The, we have compassion with each other. But we need these relationships, which is, God, this is when compassion moves from some kind of hashtag compassion that is big and vague. And don't get me wrong, there are things about the systems in our world that need to be addressed and changed. But it, it moves from sort of hashtag activism to being about a relationship and a person and caring for each other. And we experience that and share that individually with one another and just as we build that margin into our lives so that we can pay attention and see and know and we develop those relationships with each other and no better place to do that than in a community of faith then we put on those clothes of compassion and all the things that we wear that go with them that Paul names and we find ourselves learning to wear them and even live into them. We find them more and more comfortable, not necessarily easy, don't get me wrong, but we get more comfortable in them. And even in the midst of a pandemic, we can live the life that God has created us to live and share together. Oh, may it be true of you and me, of us, in Shambly today. And I said, what better place to do that than in a community, a congregation like this, where I've experienced acts of compassion, and probably so many others have as well. And I want to say to anybody in the room, who maybe you, if you don't have a church home, you're with us online and you don't have a church home, a, a community of faith to call your own, I hope that you would consider Shambly for you. And I had mentioned already uh, Linda King on our staff who helps people get connected. You can reach out to her or Pastor Stacy or myself. I mean, you can come find us this morning. And we'll help you figure out how to find your fit here in this church. 